This is the DTV Digest, the podcast that brings you news and reviews of films which didn't make it to the cinema. And now, here's your host, Mike Parkin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DTV Digest Short Shots, where me and Rich take a look at some short films. Uh, I'm Mike Parkin, your host, and joining me is Richard Halls. Hello, everyone. And in this episode, we've got an action-packed action show. Uh, We're kicking off with Uncharted versus Tomb Raider versus Indiana Jones. Then we have Payback, Symphony of the Ronin, and we're going to wind up with Sifu. So without further ado, let's crack on. Our first short then is Uncharted versus Tomb Raider versus Indiana Jones. Three iconic treasure hunters find themselves at odds with each other when they all seek the same prize, a mystical dagger. Now, Rich, with a premise like this, it's, you know, 99% of the time you'd be saying you're setting yourself up for failure and disappointment. Mm-hmm. You know, how could you possibly take these three people and put them in a short film and give any of it any justice? And yet, that's exactly what we've got here. Because this is nothing short of amazing, really. Um, you know, the, the, the production values, the treatment of the characters, the action, the way it's all filmed is pretty spectacular. Yeah, um, and, they, and, and they shot it all on location in Uzbekistan. Which in Uzbekistan. So, because I, I was watching this and I'm thinking, it, look, it looks like Morocco. You know, I, th- I thought, oh, right, they must have filmed it in Morocco. But then right at the end, you know, they do cl- you know, make, make a point of saying, no, we shot it all on location in Uzbekistan, <laughs> which makes me want to go to Uzbekistan, actually. You know, I think, well, this looks like, like a really cool place. Um, yeah, I, I just absolutely love this. Um, you know, the, the one character I'm not familiar with is um, Nathan Drake of um, Uncharted, other than the, you know, the um, Nathan Fillion short and the, you know, the latest film I've only seen the trailer of. So, you know, he, he I, I get a feel for the character, but, um, you know, I've not actually played the games, but um, certainly, you know, their version of Lara Croft and definitely their version of Indiana Jones does both characters a lot of justice. Um, what, do you, what are your thoughts on this way? I think what, what's quite good about it is when I was watching it, I didn't think at first, I didn't think about the fact that Indiana Jones is from a completely different era. He wouldn't yeah. actually be interacting <laughs> with them. Because... True. It didn't even occur to me. <laughs> that, that's what I mean. That's, that's kind yeah. of the success of the film. They don't address it and it's not mm. a thing, but you just kind of go with it. Um, yeah, the I believe the 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 three central characters are played by I believe they're siblings because they've all got the yes, same last they name. are yes yeah um, yeah so we got a, a, an excellent portrayal of Lara Croft uh, Nathan Drake the character is he's fine but like you say you're not as familiar with him so maybe yeah and, and I'm not as familiar with him either so I don't know how well that portrayal is but he's fun you know he's sort of mm. he's he's a bit more of a jokes jokey sort of character and the and obviously. Uh, Indiana Jones, who uses like one or two of his like trademark lines and, and mm. stuff, and the whip and everything. It They've belongs in a museum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I really like that actually. I love that. Like, really, really that. It's perfect. Uh, you, 
you've got the setup of um, the the, you know, the the sort of uh, Lara Croft sort of voiceover at the beginning, where mm-hmm. she's uh, laying out the the history of this real life history of this uh, Timur Tam, Tamerlan character, uh, and uh, you know, so that's the sort of setup for the background for this the the valuable thing that everyone's trying mm. to get hold of basically and it uh, what it is from there is uh, not really so much narrative as just a series of fight scenes as they sort of trying to one up each fights other and, and chases and, and stuff, chasing yeah, yeah. and and yeah and it's not just like one location so we get like a, a fight scene or or action scene mm. taking place against some lovely you know uh local architecture and uh then it will move to another scene and the, and another couple and you know and, They'll, they'll shift around the different mixtures of the characters mm. until we finally culminate with uh, a three, uh, you know, all three of them fighting together. Um, yeah, I think it works great. The, it, the fighting is quite diverse as well because you've got Lara Croft who's using a bow, uh, you know, her archery skills, she's mm-hmm. using the bow and arrow uh, and she gets to fire through uh, Indiana Jones's hat, which is a pretty good <laughs> moment. And you've got that old thing of, you know, being in a, an environment and actually uh, triggering a uh, like a security measure, you know, so mm. like oh, the yeah. darts and that was so really well, yeah, because like, because I think it's sort of Drake's character, you know, the Nathan Drake character uses that to his own advantage, doesn't he? So like, yeah, to stop stop Lara from running off. Well, that was really clever, and of course, Indy gets to pull out his whip as well. So yeah, all, all yeah, so, really well. yeah, and the so it's it's from Devin Graham, also also known as Devin Supertramp. Who's uh, we've in, might not have been on this show, might have been on the main uh, DTV Digest show. Talked about one or two of his films before. He's done loads. Mm. Uh, he's a very successful YouTuber and you know filmmaker in general. Although if you go onto IMDb, it'll only give you like four or five of his credits. But he's actually done tons of stuff of all different types. Uh, he previously went to Uzbekistan to do like an Aladdin parkour mm. kind of video. Um, which were uh, so he's got his his co- company or his group or have you they've got they've got many like millions of uh, hits and subscribers and all that sort of stuff so they've got the credibility and the and the money to be able to to get something like this off the ground and the backers and, and whatever and the experience to be able to pull it off which they've done really well this is the best one of his that I've I haven't seen many of them I'll be honest but mm. uh, of the films of his that I've seen I think this one has the the concept works best the you know the the production values of the you know the costume design everything just works really well it's it's a fantastic what uh i can't remember how long it is like uh, eight minutes uh, no, it's not long no yeah. it's yeah it's, it's like nine minutes long including your credits and stuff so yeah he, it, it, it's a it's a very good movie very entertaining very fun perfect for the characters yeah absolutely and i think that's the 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 main thing for me is the fact that it does manage to give each of them you know, it, it uses um, each character really well. So, so you don't feel like they're just sort of taking the name and the look and then sort of putting them in, you know, making them do stuff they wouldn't normally do kind of thing. You know, they they, they, they do stick true to the characters. Obviously, uh, you know, I'm, I'm um, assuming as much for for Nathan Drake because they, they do such a good job with the others. I also like, as you say, the, you know, it opens with that sort of... Um, uh, Tomb Raider narration, sort of explaining mm. what it is that's going to be stolen, <laughs> but you know, a, a bit of the historical context, and then it ends with a classic Indiana Jones moment, 
you know, it, it, yeah. its its own version of the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark kind of thing, which which mm-hmm. I thought was pretty neat as well. Um, yeah, I, I cannot recommend this one enough. And I'm, I know there's going to be, you know, PlayStation gamers going, oh, oh, you know, um, but tough. This is superb. Um, well, well, this is the thing is, it's only in fan films like this that this will happen. Mm. You will you will never see this in with you know with any of the uh, with any official you know actors or, or thing because they would never put the properties together. So no, you know we uh, have to be and, and unless unless um, you know the devil having um, managed to put Sony and Marvel together for um, uh, the last Spider Man film, you know that, that because there, there must have been some serious diabolical contract well, drawn up for that one yeah well you <laughs> could do like a um yeah if they ever rebooted indiana jones and set yeah. in contemporary times you could <laughs> you could probably put and they'll probably recast yeah lara croft again and things like that so yeah i guess in these day this day and age where pretty mm. much all bets are off in terms of trying to unite characters on screen with justice league and yeah, know, yeah. Um, and the marvel okay. universe and as you say with with spider-man recently and, and some other projects the mm. Yeah, it. Uh, you're right. I'm. I'm probably wrong. You, <laughs> it, it isn't a million realms up, but I think, yeah, for a while. I mean, this is really good. And there's, I will say that this sort of um, subgenre of short action film of the the crossover uh, combat film, I guess you could mm. say, the, is there's quite a lot out there, and some of it's really great. Where they, there's um, a couple, I just recommend. Uh, there's Sarah Connor versus Jason Voorhees. That really, was a, awesome. That was, that was intended as like the first of a series of uh, called um, I think it was Slash Up or something, but I don't think they got mm. funding. I think they only did one, maybe two videos, but that had excellent production values and just really worked very well. Sarah Connor ends up at Crystal Lake. They don't really explain it too much, but <laughs> you know, but that work that was nice. I, I, and... I can see, I can, I'm almost picturing that in my head. I can, you know, you can almost put the um, the Terminator sort of music over the top of Jason Voorhees, you know, the yeah. jum, 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 you know, kind of thing, no. you know, and, well, and that thing, would really work. Yeah, well, the thing about the Terminator is it was a it, slasher movie, yeah, it's it just was they crazy, just yeah. it was just dressed up with science fiction, it was Halloween mm. basically. Yeah. Um, the I mean, the, the big, is... the big, the big daddy of them all is the Sandy Corolla one, isn't it? You know, the um, the, the Batman Dead End. Yeah, Go, oh, going back yeah, ten that's... years or so. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, exactly. And uh, I know, and on the same note, um, Batman and such, uh, Bat in the Sun, who do their uh, superpower. That's right. Superpower yeah, they, they've done some superb done ones. Series. Yeah. They've done a lot. Yeah, Batman of, versus Darth Vader. Series. That was excellent. Yeah. I haven't watched that one yet. There's lots I haven't yet seen because there's so yeah. much out there. But um, yeah, so I, I definitely put this in that kind of category. And it, mm-hmm. It's right up there as, as one of the best. That's Absolutely. Yeah. Can't recommend this one enough. Please, please check it out. You shall see the, uh, the link in the footnotes. Go check it out. Our next short is Payback. A poker game is suddenly interrupted by someone seeking revenge. Um, okay, so this is from the art school dropouts. Yep. Uh, whose work we've covered loads of times before because we do enjoy their their work. They they are very good at doing action and fight choreography and making fights look like they really really hurt. Um, 
what they're not so good at is a narrative structure. Having said that, so, so this is probably their best attempt at a narrative that we've seen for a while. Um, but it, it still sort of feels half-assed, if, if you don't mind me saying, guys, because um, we have this voiceover at the beginning, but we've got no clue who's actually giving that voiceover. You know, you can kind of make a guess, but you'd be wrong, or, or, or you... <laughs> <laughs> the person you'd assume is doing the voiceover kind of, you know, can't, as we find out. Um, you know, so we don't know when that voiceover has been given. Is, is it just a stream of consciousness in the present? Who knows? It's a bit weird. And again, like some of their other shorts, we, we have no clue who we're meant to be supporting here. You know, who, who, who's, the, who's the goodie? Who's the baddie? It's just people in a scrap. Um, Rich, over to you. Well, uh, yeah, I love these uh, the, their work. Uh, mm. I think what's interesting here is they have made that um, sort of pro, they've done that sort of voiceover prologue to sort of set the scene, mm. which, as you say, is not something we always get. I think, you yeah, know, Broken, I thought was excellent, but we just didn't have any, it was, more, you know, it was like... That was the again, sort of Kill Bill-inspired one, wasn't it? The yeah, we got like... Kill um, Bill. So we've talked about the crossover films. This one, these films are like um, fight scene concept mm -hmm. uh, shorts. They, they, a lot of a lot of this kind of stuff is purely just showing the fight, not explaining anything, just sort of putting people in a situation mm. and just letting them go at it. Um, Broken had, you know, excellent product. You know, looked really good. Had great titles and stuff. Um, but as you say, it just needed a bit of context. Know, Basically. bit of context yeah. a top and tail you know kind of thing this one we've got a little bit of the top and tail which i don't think works as well as i would like it to because to be honest i didn't i've watched it a couple of times didn't really take it in mm. um very well um the 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 opening narration i think it's a bit it's not as clear uh precisely but it doesn't matter it doesn't match what we actually see um i i thought it was they were sort of being clever and sort of like actually referring to the poker game, mm -hmm. you know, because when they mentioned, oh, we left, we left them by the river, I think, oh, right, you know, because that, that's a reference to Texas Hold'em, you know, um, Texas Hold'em poker, so having oh, a river. So, so I thought, ah, right, okay, they're talking about sort of cleaning this guy out, you know, um, in, a, in a poker game. But oh. who knows, <laughs> you know, who knows? Oh yeah, well, see, I didn't pick up on any of those references, so but I don't know. But the, um, but yeah, it's it's their. I think it's their first film that they've released this year. Uh, I thought it was. It's got a couple of different faces in. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I think I can't remember the. There was there's an actress who was in. Uh, who was in yeah. Broken? She appears in there. Angela Jordan. Angela Jordan. Yeah. So the. Um, she did. She did that with uh, Stephanie Pham, who's not in this one, but um, she was in films like the The Lady from Nowhere and Lady mm -hmm. Lady Two, uh, all which are very well worth seeing. Uh, the The guy who's the lead, um, I, I, I Kagiyami. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I've seen him in any of their stuff before. Mm. Um, he again, he doesn't really have a lot to do apart from be. The tough guy beating everyone up there's, there's mm. not really much you can say about it but i would say you know this is kind of this is a 
and you you indicated it uh, when we started talking about you know this is hard hitting stuff you know this is all very yeah um uh, bruising you know this you know he's, he arrives on scene on you know in the scene with cuts and bruises on his mm. face and, and yeah he's already everyone. been through a bit through some shit and he's going to end up you know having a few more and then there's like a, that it ends with a culminating you know neck snap over a uh, yeah. over a chair or something uh, mm. which, which which is a pretty great moment uh yeah it's a it's about uh what five minutes long it's five minutes what's what's interesting though is that the fight Six itself minutes. is over in about two mm. you know you got your introduction then you got the fight yeah. then then it's it it, it it sort of like unwinds you know because there's yeah. you're kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop but as you know as, as know the sort it. of character goes outside it's yeah. like all right now we sort of see yes there was other stuff going on before you know the cameras rolled, kind of thing. And we were sort of clued into what's happening. Well, um, that is that's another that is another problem for me because I think that that epilogue, as 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 it you could you could term it, it's just a bit drawn out. It doesn't really go anywhere. It's like why no. are we spending so much time following him out and you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, if it's just to sort of show that oh, there's I would have cut... pile of bodies sort of lying around, kind of thing. Yeah, I would. I feel it should have cut immediately from coming out to sort of mm. you know to the closing shot essentially i don't think you needed that other bit it didn't really add anything uh, for me no. uh, I, I just feel like you like you're saying you, you're sort of expecting something mm. big to happen and it just doesn't it's just kind of a wind down um but the fight and the choreography and everything oh, is, yeah. is what you're Super, there for and, yeah and the, the fight and the other team to see it. The um, yeah, the Chekhov's um, sort of beer bottle. I thought, <laughs> I thought that was really well done. Um, yeah, all of that. It, it and and as well, you know, I mean, you know, the, the choreography. Um, we're it's kind of used to sort of seeing, you know, multiple attackers fighting one at a time. Mm-hmm. So so it's nice to sort of see something a bit more so complex and sort of having two people in tandem. You know, in unison, sort of um, coordinating their their attack uh, worked work really, really well. And and the thing is, you know, they get slammed into walls and things, and you can see the the breath being knocked out of them, and you know, having to sort of take a moment before they sort of launch themselves back in. You know, it it it's brutal. You know, it really does look like it hurts a lot. Um, and the guy in the at the top at the head of the table, who's the first hmm. uh, victim, that's that's uh, that's Joey Min himself. The the director of the project mm. and uh yeah the um the other thing i wanted to ask you about is how do you feel about these when these films open with like a a, a little mini trailer yeah yeah how do you feel it, about that i this happens a lot with um trailers at the moment you know if mm. you've got a big yeah. trailer coming out you have this sort of mini trailer i'm thinking you're showing us something which is two minutes long. How how, how bad do you think my um, <laughs> my, my attention span is? Well, that's Basically. what I think this is all about. This is about people clicking on something and then clicking out and then and yeah. trying to show some something really quickly yeah. that will. It's like no, no, to, hang on, hang on, yeah, don't don't click away. There's going to be some really cool shit, you know. So yeah. I understand why why it is, but I don't. I do wish we are old because it does spoil yeah. it. I want to. I want to see the build-up. I don't want to just. No, see exactly. What, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, imme- it's almost like immediate res for a five-minute film. It is. Yeah, it is a bit like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, you do get a you know a lot lot of the sort of tentpole sort of like films coming out with a trailer, you know, sort of go 
we'll, we'll have this sort of mini bit at the beginning before sort of going into it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan at all. Kagi Yami um, has done, like many of the people who have done the shorts mm -hmm. um, that we're, we're talking about, the uh, involved in one way or another in Marvel stuff. Um, he he works as a stunt performer on Iron Fist, Punisher, stuff like that. Mm. He's also doing stunts for She Came From The Woods, which I think is the feature version of a, yeah, is a feature version of a very good short film, uh, which as an aside is is very well worth looking up. It's from a few years ago. That it's just the one you posted on the, um, the short shots recently. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it was quite a while ago, but right. it, it, yeah. it's, it's really great. Um, uh, so I look forward to that. But as an actor, he's been in uh, quite a few things that I haven't actually, I'm not actually familiar with. Quite a few shorts uh, mm -hmm. as well, and you know other shorts that are probably worth looking up. Something called Ghost Source Zero, which I think I've heard of, but I've never seen. That was a that was a, a feature film, uh, which yeah, that, I never got. To, I heard about it, but I never got to see it. it looks quite interesting. Ghost Source Zero. Unusual yeah. title. I'm not yeah, really, doesn't ring a bell with me. I'm not sure if it had a UK release or not, but the, um, but yeah. So this really is, I think, the first time I've seen him, and he was very good. So I'm I'm, I'm keen to as as what's great with a lot of these shorts, you know, you find out names mm. and faces and whatever that you can then go and explore the rest of their work. And uh, I'll always be there for any Joey Min, you know, or Stephanie yeah, absolutely. that comes out. Uh, but now, you know, I know of. A couple more rabbit holes that I can go down looking for some other work. <laughs> As usual, we do not score the shorts, but we certainly recommend you check them out. And you will find a link to this one in the footnotes below. Our next review is Symphony of the Ronin. A boxer comes to the aid of a busker when he is accosted by three football hooligans. Um, this is a change of pace to the other films we're reviewing. Um, this is probably the mo most arty and pretentious of the three, or the four, sorry. Um, yeah, I don't think uh, pretentious is fair. This, this one has the sort of um, philosophizing of Eric Cantona and Jean-Paul Gaultier. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's almost, you know, it's in colour, but you can almost see it being done in black and white, where it, where in a berry yeah. smoking gall was. Yeah, um, but we, we've seen what we've seen some more pretentious films. That's true, this, we have. Way. Yes, but yes, have. they do. You do tend to get. I mean, these are usually they're usually French. <laughs> yes, this is very. Yeah, this is very French. This is what we're basically saying with this one. Um, but having said that, it is very well shot. Uh, we have this sort of busker at the beginning who reckons he's a bit of a ronin. Um, and this woman who also reckons she's a bit of a ronin, they get beaten up by these, these hooligans, just as this boxer guy who's just finished his workout comes out and they decide to pick on him instead. And I think of all the shorts, I, I do have this thing, and I've said it before, one of the things I do enjoy is the catharsis of seeing seeing bad guys bite off more than they can chew. Mm -hmm. You know, so so they you know they're all cock of the walk, and then suddenly they get taken down um, because they, they you know they 
were filled with sort of delusions of grandeur and all the rest of it and uh, all of a sudden find out they're not as invincible as they were so I really like this I, I love watching this guy kick the shit out of these three guys yeah for that very reason um because you know it, it delivers the, the the necessary catharsis for for the police to actually have the impact it should um yeah i love that love the fight scene thought it was really really good um the, the philosophizing that sort of top and tails it i'm not particularly enamored with i mean there's a funny bit as well i say funny um where he you see the guy putting on his shirt and it's got france written on the back you know as if to sort of drive home the metaphor that he is france and you know all this it's like oh, okay um your thoughts on this one rich yeah, no, I did wonder about what he was trying to, you know, because they really sort of, it's clearly making a point, but I was, mm. wasn't sure what the point was uh, with the France shirt uh, thing. But there, yeah, that's what sort of jumped out, this jumped out at me because it kind of came out of no, nowhere. I don't, I'm not really familiar with uh, the director, uh, Christoph Guyotten, who is, the, who is the kickboxer in the movie. Uh, apparently he's made... Uh, from uh, from looking at his um, Instagram, he, he's made like well over a dozen shorts, or I presume shorts, maybe some features. Uh, mm. He says he's, he says he's done a lot on there, but I've only been able to find a couple. Um, but this is very well. So if he's had that experience, then that would explain why this film sort of looks and has you know the pace and you know good pace that it does. It, yeah, it is on the arty side. It's the sort of it, it was quite surprising because you, you're watching it and it starts out with him be, you know, beating on the bag and do, uh, but then it cuts to two sort of you know, characters in a completely different location uh, talking about something that's you know well mm. um, having a conversation that's basically unrelated to what he seems to be up to and then it's that it's one of those you know that the paths will cross kind of stories um, I thought the character development and stuff was quite nice with the, you know, with the couple who, uh, who meet and, and, uh, you know, you know, he's t t talking about how, what, what it, what a Ronin is and how he feels yeah. he's a Ronin and stuff like that. Um, I think that was fine. I thought when it came out, when he came out uh, and starts doing his thing, he doesn't have any lines, by the way, I don't think. No. Um, it's, um, it's a purely sort of silent role, but like a, more like a, like like a Western hero sort of thing. Um, he kind of comes out, and yeah, that fight that scene's done really well. Um, then it the emphasis moves back to the who are to the what essentially the main characters, but they sort of then become observers. They, they you know yeah. they're, they're sort of commenting on him now because there's like where did he come from and who is he? Is he a Ronin? You know stuff like that. Um, that, is it pretentious? Maybe. Uh, is it interesting? <laughs> definitely. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 re it's a really good film. I hadn't heard of. Uh, originally called La, Symphon La Symphonie du Ronin. Uh, you know, the, obviously we're talking about the, the translated into English version of the title, which is how you would find it on. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have uh, the link in in the on, notes for for use of reference. YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, but it hasn't, I mean, unless it's been released anywhere else, it hasn't had that many views um, mm. as of recording the, the the copy of the video that I've seen's only got like 300 views. And I think it deserves yeah. a lot more than that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I was thinking, you know, I'm, I'm probably being a bit facetious when I called it sort of uh, pretentious, but there you go. Um, that was my initial thoughts on this the one. The but thing it, is, it, the, des the description says hmm. uh, a lone boxer decides to defend two homeless persons. I yeah. didn't get the impression that she was homeless. No, no, exactly. She didn't look she didn't, homeless. Didn't look um, homeless. Just having a bit stopping by. Yeah, I, I could, I can see that he could be homeless because that would make sense. But um, I just, even then, I just I felt yeah, like it doesn't no, really. Yeah, it didn't come across that way. Just like some dude playing his harmonica, sort of thing. Yeah, mm. and they find the bat because I guess he has the bat for defending himself because he's, you mm. know, because he's homeless. Um, but yeah, she. And they just strike up. I've, I've watched a few dramas recently, you know, mm. drama shorts and that. And there was one I watched called Bus Stop. Uh, and it's a couple and two people from different walks of life end up, you know, having a conversation and sort of getting to know each other at Bus Stop. Very similar kind of thing to this. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's what this is more. This is much more of a drama that just is sort of punctuated by some action. Sure. Uh, it's almost like two. It's almost like two different films. <laughs> it's, it's like one and the other. They they they're not really, but they intersect. And you know that could not work, but I think in this case it does. It's, yeah. It does. It does. Re, it does work reasonably well. This intersection of these two different mm. genres, basically. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that is Symphony of the Ronin. Uh, the link is in the footnotes below. So go check it out. So just under seven minutes, you know, worthy of your time. And our final film this week is Sifu. A man has trained in martial arts since childhood to track down and kill the five people responsible for the death of his parents. But will his skills be enough to defeat the armies of fighters at their disposal? Um, Okay, so I, I watched this, thought it was brilliant. Um, then right at the end, it says it's based on a video game. So I thought, oh, okay. So I had a quick look uh, to see this video game that it's based mm -hmm. on. Uh, it's, it's on PlayStation platform. And they do such a damn good job of um, transposing, you know, the, the, the elements of the game and the look of the game in, into this short. Um, you know, the, the concept is, is, is a bit out there, um, but it works, I think. It did remind me of some, something else uh, that I'd seen recently, which I'll try and remember later. Um, but yeah, I, I think the, you know, the, it, this is very slick. The, the fight scenes are awesome. You know, the, the, the camera work is awesome as well. Um, yeah, this, this just really, really worked for me. How about you, Rich? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's, you know, it's top tier, you know, quality. It's not, uh, it's based on, it's not a fan film. This is a promo film. Um, ah, right. like there was a, there was a, I think it was, there was an Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, they, they did kind of did, uh, Vidan Tran did a, mm. a promotional film. I suppose the, um, also the Division as well, didn't they? You know, yeah, the Division. Yeah. So there's been, there's quite a few examples of these mm -hmm. video game companies combined, you know, working with filmmakers to create essentially prologues uh, far cry did it as well i think with far cry yes before, that's right yeah um where they do these teasers you know or set them mm. establish the world and whatever but i think in the in the case of this one it, even though as all these films do it has to end on a you know inconclusive note because mm. it's a lead into a video game experience 
I think you could watch this as a standalone, you know, and not have to ever play. I mean, I'm not that worried about playing the game, mm. um, but I would happily watch this film, you know, over, yeah, over absolutely. again. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. um the it's an it's interesting. It's kind of like uh, Devin uh, Graham, Devin Supertramp. You know, he he um this Christopher Clark Cowan has mm. is very experienced with properties both officially and unofficially same as Devin Graham mm. and here he's uh, working with a lot of the, a lot of people he's um, previously worked with before I think and there's um, Alvin Alvin Singh is playing the lead uh, there's a there's a different actor doing the voice and mm. that is done very very well um, I mean he doesn't actually speak it's all it's all voiceover essentially um, oh, well, actually I think no I think there's one or two lines where he speaks and they've dubbed it you know they've They've synced yeah. it up really well. Um, it's all subtitled, which is great. Uh, you know, adds to the authenticity of the of the yep. whole thing. But it is an American production, I believe. And uh, the guy who it, it's it's funny because I was I was I was looking up uh, I was uh, on the sh on the short shots the uh, Twitter account. We've been doing Sloyer Sunday, which is where we promote some of the films of uh, Brian Sloyer, who's IMDB page doesn't really have anything on it, but he's done like dozens of short films. Uh, and funnily enough, one of the ones I found uh, to put just before uh, I was going to uh, link Sifu uh, like the next day turned out to have two of the same guys in. So Alvin right. Singh and mm -hmm. uh, Jay, uh, hang on, uh, Jake Wan. Uh, they did this film where the two of those were in it and then Jake one is the guy who comes in and starts fighting him with a machete in Sifu so that was just a weird coincidence um but it so also mm. shows how far they've come I mean uh, the keeper was like um 2016 uh and both of them have been very very active in in various projects um uh, Al, I think this is probably the biggest thing uh Alvin Alvin Singh's done uh the the, the the action, which is uh, by uh, Jung Chan Liu, uh, is excellent. Uh, mm. You know, but yeah, it's it's got the same kind of low budget stuff going on in terms of you know it's kind of shot in a warehouse kind of looking film, a bit like that Iron Fist one we watched, you know, yeah, Iron Fist fan film. But it's got this polish, you know. It's, it's the camera work. It's got the camera. It's got the great cameras, the great camera work. You know, the the polished look, the you know the the uh, the visual effects there's there's a mm. certain amount of visual effects added into added into because this has got a, a supernatural kind of element to it mm. which is uh, I don't yeah, it's quite... a bit of boss level uh, that that was the film I was trying to think of earlier. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well with funnily enough which Brian Sloyer did the um, did the action on that coincidentally oh. um, <laughs> <laughs> but this this one Brian Sloyer wasn't involved in I'm just saying but you mm. know there's a there's a connection between all these films you know it's like he did a film with him and he did a you know mm. they, all these guys have worked together and it seems in various capacities um and Christopher Clark Cowan's I haven't actually watched um really anything I know there's a few things on, on YouTube and stuff uh, I've watched a, a couple of, I might have watched a couple of short things but there's like a um I think like an anime series that he did some mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure if it was a fan film or, or anything, but it got quite high praise. People were saying, you know, if you're going to film, if you're going to film anime fights, you know, this is what they should be looking like. Uh, and I think that's so, that's some of the work that would have got him this job. Sure. Of, you know, because this is a 
Um, this is very much influenced by, you know, um, not just video games, but animation and, you know, martial arts films in general. And I think he's, he seems to have been the perfect guy to sort of bring that all together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and superb work it is too. And then multiple fighters scene, like again, a bit like with um, the Uncharted, you know, um, the mm -hmm. Devin one at the start of the show. You don't just get one, it's not a single fight scene. This, this, this has like four, yeah. <laughs> so you got like the you got like the an introductory one before he actually gets to where he's trying to get to and then once he's there he has like multiple confrontations again a bit like that um iron fist one we watched from uh, rogue origin uh, mm. which is uh, say um which is also very good well worth checking out but it's you know playing with the uh, you know a, a few more limitations than they are here the the video game com uh, company was called uh, slow cap uh, i believe and so they've probably you know been the sort of key investors in it i guess uh, as well as like other friends so well a yeah. well-funded sort of blockbuster um you know high profile i mean a lot of people are going to see this because it's a you know it's a high profile video game all the outlets like ign whatever are, are push putting it out there yeah uh, it's you know this is the equivalent of a blockbuster mm -hmm. oh and it's also known as uh, Sifu at the cost of time. Uh, I mean, the title comes up as Sifu, but at the cost of time is is one right. of the other titles that it's known as. Okay, well, I think I'd stick with Sifu. Um, yeah, so, so this is awesome. I mean, all the shorts um, have been awesome this week uh, in this episode. Um, okay, I wasn't totally enamoured with um, the roaded one, but it's, it still held my interest. But the other three are absolutely brilliant. Um, please, please check them out. Also, please check out our uh, main show, the DTV Digest, where we put, talked about films which didn't go to the cinema and instead went straight to DVD, Blu-ray and streaming media. Um, check out our Facebook and Twitter pages at the DTV Digest. Also check out the Short Shots um, Twitter page where Rich posts a link to a new short every evening around about eight o'clock. So thank you for listening. Tune in next time. Thank you for listening to the DTV Digest. Let us know your thoughts in the comments and tune in again next time.